Hello, my name is Anna Furster, and welcome to Astrology with Me. This astrology podcast is going to be about researching, compiling, sharing, and some debunking too. What do I mean by this? I mean that I will do my best to find reliable astrology information that comes from trustworthy sources. Then I'll compile it, write episodes on specific topics that are both detailed and easy to understand, and I'll also take some episodes or segments to debunk some misconceptions from time to time. In order to give more perspective about astrology ideas that are popular but not necessarily accurate. I really want to make this podcast a place where anyone can learn good astrology information to use for themselves and possibly build a network of astrology curious and passionate individuals. For now, I'll mainly be recording episodes that highlight the basics of astrology as well as some episodes debunking some popular astrology misconceptions. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what astrology is, what it was, and how it's evolved into the astrology study today. I do want to note that I'll mainly be talking about Western astrology for now on this podcast. What is Western astrology? Well, it's astrology practiced in the Western side of the world and the furthest parts of Europe. I may go into Eastern forms of astrology later on, but since I am more educated in Western astrology, that's what I'll be writing episodes on for now. What is astrology? Before I get into the nitty gritty, I want to first go over some definitions of astrology from some popular online dictionaries so you can have some perspective on how astrology is commonly defined versus how an astrologer defines astrology. Cambridge Dictionary says, quote, the study of the movements and positions of the sun, moon, planets, and stars in the belief that they affect the character and lives of people, end quote. Merriam-Webster, the divination of the supposed influences of the stars and planets on human affairs and terrestrial events by their positions and aspects. Dictionary.com says the study that assumes and attempts to interpret the influence of the heavenly bodies on human affairs. All three definitions equally say that astrology is based on the study of planetary movements to predict events on Earth and human character behavior. These definitions are nothing unexpected because they do communicate the most commonly held beliefs of what astrology is, the study of the planets affecting certain aspects of life and events on Earth. With this in mind, I want you to hear how an astrologer defines astrology. The author of The History of Western Astrology, Jim Tester, a former professor in classics at Bristol University, writes, quote, Astrology is the interpretation of prognostication of events on Earth and of men's characters and dispositions, from the measurement and plotting of the movements and the relative positions of the heavenly bodies of the stars and planets, including among the latter, the sun and the moon. This definition begins to play on what I believe is essentially missing when talking about astrology. What Tester says is not unsimilar from what was said in the previous definitions. The part that stood out to me from his definition was when he specifically wrote, quote, from the measurement and the plotting of the movements and the relative positions of the heavenly bodies, end quote. He is trying to say that a forecast meaning comes from the astrologers that study coinciding earthly events slash human behavior and planetary movements, rather than the planets having direct influence on the earth. Tester then goes on to back up his definition by saying, quote, This may or may not imply belief in stellar influences. It certainly implies constant and therefore usable relationships between configurations and the heavens and events on Earth. End quote. 
Astrology's relationship with different religions and spiritual practices is as long as astrology itself. But when you strip those components away and look at it historically, what is astrology? Well, astrology is a data-driven record of coinciding planetary movements and earthly events from multiple sources since ancient times. The forecasting done by astrologers is based on that compiled data. So if you're a skeptic listening to me, I would like you to know astrologers don't believe the planets are influencing people, but instead act as a mirror to current and future events on Earth based on years of recorded data. Traditionally, what has astrology looked like? Astrology is incredibly complex, so to wholly say that astrology is one thing is not going to give you the full picture. Since there are many subsets of astrology, like I said before, I will mainly focus on the origins and proliferation of Western astrology. How do we classify what is traditional and what is modern? According to Astro Dienst, quote, Traditional astrology is a catchphrase for the main types of Western astrology practiced prior to the 19th century. It includes the Hellenistic astrology of the Greeks and Romans, Arabian, Medieval, and Renaissance European systems of astrology, end quote. That includes astrology practices all the way from the beginnings of astrology in Babylonia during the 2nd millennium BC until the 1800s. The practice of traditional astrology spans roughly 4,000 years, while modern astrology has only been in practice since the 19th century. Traditional and modern are umbrella terms used for the commonly studied types of astrology before the 19th century and then after. But what makes these two different? And more importantly, what caused so many people to change course on four millennia's worth of consensus to the astrology we more commonly study today? Author Joseph Crane, in his book, A Practical Guide to Traditional Astrology, clearly reminds us that, quote, traditional astrology is not the one school on a set of ideas but constitutes 1,500 years of changing assumptions and cultural concepts, end quote. Traditional astrology has so much more to unpack in terms of sheer volume than modern astrology. Conversely, it's less complicated to interpret than what is practiced today. For example, Crane also writes, quote, traditional natal astrology was much more concerned with the world in which one lived and the concrete situations within that world. Commonly, modern astrologers use houses to describe psychological tendencies toward the world. This is not the traditional use of astrological houses. The second house was about your money, not your values, end quote. With that in mind, he also says, quote, Until this past century, astrologers did not use zodiacal signs as intrinsic qualities or as personality types. When you read about a traditional natal declination, you'll find nothing about the zodiacal signs themselves, end quote. If you've learned about astrology prior to listening, you might have heard terms like birth chart, sun, moon, and rising used. These terms are products of modern astrology. Traditional astrology looks at groups, society, and the surrounding physical landscape. In ancient society, physical threats like weather and war, for example, were what astrologers looked to predict. It wasn't until the 19th century, when psychology was also initially being studied, that modern perspectives of astrology took hold. While the focus of Western astrology greatly differs based on which type you are studying, the planets used in each form differ as well. Traditional astrology only uses 7 out of the 10 planets that are used in astrology. The Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn can all be seen with the naked eye, so they've always been a part of astrology. 
Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were not used in traditional astrology as all of them were discovered during or after the 19th century, when astrologers were preferring modern versions of astrology, making them only planets of modern astrology. Studying traditional astrology is an incredibly exhaustive task, since it is all Western forms of astrology from the ancient world up until the 19th century. Although Western astrology came from ancient Babylon, it was completely transformed by both Egyptian culture and Greek philosophy. Traditional astrology is made up of years of forming and reforming data and perspectives. Even modern astrology itself was not completely modern, as the qualities that make astrology modern came from, quote, Ptolemy's, Claudius Ptolemy, list of qualities which was adapted and added to over 1400 years, end quote. But even though these traditional beliefs lasted for so long, I believe astrology could not have thrived in the modern day without the shifting of perspectives during the 19th century. Understanding your psychology and behavior has become a popular subject to talk about person to person, and even more popular to talk about on social media. So it's no surprise to me that everyone wants to know more about themselves, and even further, what they have the potential for. The advances in astrology through modern practices have given people access to understanding themselves and their human behavior patterns much more critically. At some point in the last five years, you have probably had someone come over and ask you what your star sign is, or even ask you about your birth chart. Unless you're a complete hermit, you've probably answered Aries or Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, or Pisces. It can become really personal when someone asks you about your sign, or when you think about yourself in relation to your sign. In the months before I became interested in astrology, I was taking a poetry class. And during one of the sessions, we were given an assignment in which we were supposed to choose a document with a random subject from a stack to influence a poem we were to write. I chose a sheet with all 12 signs of the zodiac and their dates. I looked for my own sign, which is Cancer, only to find my birthday, which is July 22nd, was not included in the sheet's Cancer season dates. They had listed cancer season as being from June 21st to July 21st. This shocked me because I was always told I was cancer, and never once did I think of myself as a Leo, the season right after cancer season. Later on, when I eventually got into astrology, a few months later, I confirmed that I am a cancer, just as I always believed. Even still, I was right on the cusp of being a Leo. If I had been born, say, just a few hours later, I would have been one. I know a lot of people like myself who feel very connected with their sign. I also know people who feel it's kind of proof astrology isn't real because they don't feel that they connect with their sign at all. But that feeling of disconnect or complete attachment to our signs is what essentially changed about astrology. It went from analyzing and predicting societal events and affairs to turning introspective. Crane writes, quote, it wasn't until the middle of the 20th century that astrologers use elements in a psychological way, end quote. Psychology's eventual inclusion in astrology affected so much of how it was used. Today, you can easily create your birth chart online and learn more about yourself with some dedicated searching. A birth chart is just a snapshot of the sky using the exact time, date, and place you were born. Before the birth chart, they were just horoscopes, a way for ancient astrologers to see the character of society for the day. The purpose was changed to not only analyze the horoscope of the day, 
but the horoscope of a person's entire life. Nicholas Campion, in his book, History of Western Astrology, Volume 2, discusses this exact idea, saying, quote, Carl Gustav Jung's original definition of synchronicity was set out in two stages. The first part has become the prevailing rationale for modern astrology, quoted in standard texts and recited by countless students. Whatever is born or done at this particular moment of time, he wrote, has the quality of this moment of time, end quote. This shift allowed astrology to more or less predict individuals and their character. This transition was thanks to a man named Alan Leo. Leo, who is considered to be the father of modern astrology, quote, set out to create a zodiacal astrology which would fulfill this purpose by encouraging people to reflect on their inner character rather than measure the extent to which they conform to a set of externally imposed criteria. He embarked on a program of deliberate invention without which modern astrology would simply be unrecognizable, end quote. Modern astrology is just an updated form of traditional astrology. With new planets and new perspectives, astrologers found new ways to interpret the connection between the movement of the planets and one's inner self as well as earthly events. The ability to look at a snapshot of the sky from when you were born and learn more about yourself has made astrology a personal experience. Reading your birth chart, learning what your sun, moon, and rising mean can seem gimmicky, However, there is so much more that you can find out about yourself while just looking at one part of your chart. I hope this first episode of Astrology with Anna was helpful for you. Even though it took a long time to get this started, it feels really good to finally create something rooted in my love of astrology. As I said before, my goal is to make this podcast clear, interesting, well-researched, and entertaining in order to help you, the listener, learn what astrology is. In next week's episode, I'll be explaining what is a birth chart. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you alongside the stars in the next episode.